Welcome to the Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Dr. Kristen Sasulski today from New York University's Stern School of Business. And we are talking about data visualization, how it can be used for telling the business story in most effective manner, especially in the current environment where it's the time for hyperconnectivity and we are facing a data overload. But I call it seeking truth from the facts because there's a lot of data. Uh, Dr. Uh, Sasulski is a leading expert on data visualization. Uh, she is an associate professor at NYU Stern School of Business and the director of Learning Science Lab at NYU. Her specific area of expertise is learning technologies and data visualization. Dr. Uh, Sasulski received her doctorate in communications, computing and technology in education from Columbia University. Her BS is from NYU Stern School of Business in Information System. She regularly consults, delivers seminars, and leads workshops on data visualization techniques and best practices. She is an accomplished author with three popular books. The first one, Data Visualization Made Simple, Insight into Becoming Virtual. This is her latest book, came out in 2018. And before that, her books were Essentials of Online Course Design, a Standards-Based Guide. And another book was The Savvy Student's Guide to Online Learning. Uh, let's talk about her latest book, Data Visualization Made Simple. It's a very timely book and addresses a very important subject of the current times. It is a practical guide to the fundamentals, strategies, and real-world cases of data visualization, an essential skill required in today's information-rich world. Its foundation is rooted in statistics, psychology, and computer science. It offers practitioners in almost every field a coherent view to share findings from original research, big data, learning analytics, and much more. This book examines the role of data graphics in decision-making, sharing information, sparking discussions, and inspiring future research. It also scrutinizes data graphics, deliberates on the messages they convey, and looks at options for design visualization. It also includes cases and interviews to provide a contemporary view of how data graphics are used by professionals across industries. Practitioners, academicians, and students can use the book's effective linear process to develop data visualization literacy and promote exploratory inquiry-based approaches to visualization issues and develop expertise to use data. I'm excited to have uh, Kristen with me on our show today. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here, Mahesh. Thank you. And uh, Kristen, very interesting to read about your book. Very pertinent subject for the current times. I think our viewers and listeners both uh, will get a lot of insights into how to use data uh, in terms of building your business story or anything which you want to convey because as you and I know, uh, there is a data overload anywhere you see today. Uh, I want to start our discussion today with how can businesses 
use data visualization to tell their story. And then the second part of it also, if you want to uh, address it separately or together, why it is so important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the visualization of data is not only a skill for, you know, your IT folks. It's a competence that's needed throughout every organization. And so today, when I train managers and executives in the visualization of data, first we focus on the impact and the business case. Then we work through the technical details. We use it as a means to communicate, monitor performance, and sell ideas. If you think about it, all the data that we work with is either reporting on the past, monitoring the present, or trying to predict the future. And visualization can take our complex analysis and communicate it to those that don't have the, the formal training in statistics or data science or data modeling. And be able to empower and democratize the access to the data and the insights through these visual displays. So that's, that's really what I see as the true power. It really democratizes the access to all this information and insights throughout your organization. So we talk about building like a data-driven culture within an organization where everybody has equitable access to the data and they can use that to inform their decisions. Visualizations can help discern and display those insights in ways that are digestible and interpretable. I totally agree with you because, Kristen, uh, what you said, uh, I was just thinking through my life of last more than three decades, uh, being in corporate life and, and, and trying to tell my business story. And to be very frank, I always struggled with what data to use, first of all, times changed uh, when data became available. And when the data became available, it became another difficult part, how to convert into a meaningful message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's one thing to have your data and to visualize it, but if it's not saying anything, <laughs> it's pretty much useless. You might as well look at the, the spreadsheet of raw numbers because you'll probably get the same insight. And so that's, and that's where, you know, this, in my training, when I train executives and business professionals, I always talk about this as the extra 20% that you put in. And so if you do have a, a clear insight and you want to provide evidence, providing evidence comes in the form of that data graphic clearly showing that relationship or that trend or that prediction and the outcomes. And so that's that's the key in all of this. So um, I'm in total agreement with you. Yeah, because you know, you're so right. You can have plethora of data and uh, even if you convert into relevant information, still it is uh, for somebody to read it, infer it, and you can always give a takeaway, but that could be a bullet or a sentence, but there is an effort needed to go through the data which has been converted into a format of information. But my personal feeling is, and I always envy who can do uh, uh, convert that data into a visual, the visuals do register in your mind. Maybe it's uh, uh, you know, the photo memory of people or whatever it is. It has more impact than just talking through data or, or just bar charts or something. Even bar charts and other kind of charts are not that easy to read it. And I was looking at some of the graphics in some of your articles and, and, and about your book. You know, the change in trends on like something like the map of US was so very impressive. How, what should one do to convert 
their data stored into that kind of visualization is it like you can practice to learn it or this is some people are just built to convert it you know um so the sub- the subtitle of my book is is called insights into becoming visual because i see data visualization and the practice of visualizing data as a as a process and what you do uh like what what you do like yesterday will look very different today and so um you can you can get a little bit of training in the visualization of data and then you can you know learn how to select the right chart for your data there's a lot of technical areas of that um but as you learn more and you reflect on the work that you've done in the past you know you'll always want to kind of improve it and make it better because there is so much room for growth in this field right because if you think about it we're asking you know anybody from you know like business managers and executives and you know even even our interns to visualize data but they need to understand also how to create a story and how to make it look good <laughs> and how to make sure that they know how to analyze the data appropriately so there's a lot of skills mixed in into this process and then they need to know how to design the graphics so like you said Mayesh about um designing it for humans right so like some some charts are easy for us to read some are more difficult right we we perceive like length of lines um or bars much more easier than we do of wedges of a pie because we can discern length better than areas humans um we need to use a color appropriately right so we want to highlight those that information that's important in our graph but sometimes people highlight everything and you end up looking at a rainbow and so these are just like a few things uh to take into account into account the aesthetics of your of your graphic and then you have to think about well how am i actually delivering it is it going to be on the web will it be printed or am i standing in front of you with a powerpoint deck and explaining to you my visuals and then what are the words that i'm saying that is guiding my audience and one of the things i always say is you know when you're working with an audience and you're in front of them you have such an opportunity to help them learn and understand and retain the information those key takeaways and there are strategies to to do that and i discuss that in my book as well i i saw that in 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 the introduction for your book and many other places that you are using uh, a lot of stuff it is just not picking up data and analyzing it you talk about psychology you talk about statistics and you talk about a process which is a linear process which takes you step by step to come to that i would call it a perfection in creating a visual out of something mhm mhm yeah i mean you want to start with like right you want to start with your audience you know who are you designing this for and if you you know at some points you might be using visualization just for data exploration so you're not thinking yet of your audience you're still trying to like formulate an understanding of your data and so these are you kind of have to know where you are in the process you know if you're forming an understanding of your data you might be using sophisticated data graphics you know things like scatter plot matrices or parallel coordinates or things that um a lay audience may not understand or know how to interpret and so being able to recognize where you are in the process that you might be in data exploration versus trying to tell a data story those are two different um roles for data graphics in our world today right right and and uh, 
because uh, uh, what was intriguing yeah. to me also, which I have not thought about, the role of psychology. <laughs> you bring in a very good subject there, because I, being a very data-driven guy, to be very frank, I, I won't admit that I create the best visuals out of data to communicate at various levels. So what intrigued me was when you did bring the statistics, which we all look at the stats and data. And can you can you uh, touch uh, a little bit on psychology side of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I put it in business terms, Ayesh, because I'm you know I'm this is really uh, a way to show show the value. So in business terms, I say optimize your data story. And we optimize our data story by first minimizing information overload, right? And so we want to make sure that during our, say, presentation, if we're standing in front of an audience, that we don't say what's written on the screen, right? Because that's going to interfere with how people process the information because they're reading it at the same time you're saying it. And then now their working memory is becoming overloaded with too much unnecessary information. And so you want to, you really want to think about that delivery component of it. Uh, secondly, you don't want to show like 30 graphs on a screen. And no one does that, but maybe you don't, you don't even want to show two. You maybe you want to show one graph and you want to slowly reveal it as you walk through the time series, for instance. Um, clearly describing uh, what the axis means, what the encodings mean, like the lines, for instance, what level of detail is presented, right? Am I looking at, you know, time series data that's, you know, uh, minute by minute, or am I looking year by year? And that's always important, uh, because a lot of times those things are left unexplained, and you can't really write them on the slide either very clearly. Um, and then draw their attention to what's most important, and that can minimize overload. So there might be a few time series, you know, presented on the screen, uh, but there's only one that's really important. There's only one trend that's important. Make that a different color and point the audience's attention to that and explain why it's important. And now they're seeing the data graphic being used to support your story rather than the other way around. Oh, I created this beautiful thing. I'll just put it up there and let it do its work. It's, it's really the presenter's role to do that. So th that's a few things. Um, but like you also want to think about how you maximize retention. So because I'm a professor, I think a lot about teaching and my students and uh, making sure that at the end of every class, you know, that they, they walk away with a few takeaways. I mean, that's pretty logical. Um, so we think a lot about that with teaching, but we don't always think about that when we're presenting, uh, especially if we're presenting in front of like colleagues that are familiar. Well, we're just showing them the data, expecting that they're going to take away the same information that we are thinking that they're going to take away. Um, so instead of um, just thinking it's happening, we want to make sure it's happening. And uh, I call this the party favor. So at the end of every you know, presentation or at the end of every, every time you show a, a data graphic, make sure that the audience is walking away with that takeaway, which I call that party favor. Uh, kind of like you know, when you go to a wedding, you get, uh, you get a little trinket to remember that moment. Well, what's the moment your audience is going to remember? And um, so how do we do that? Well, we can build on their prior knowledge, figure out what they know and what they don't know. And, uh, you know, we can simply just ask them. I talk about surveying in my book to get a little bit of a sense of your audience. Because then you can clearly tell your data story and build on something that they're already engaged in. 
Um, you can use questions. You can actually interact with them. Um, have them look at a graph and see if they can figure out what it means. And then slowly reveal the meaning behind it. Um, and it might be, you know, an element of surprise or drama that you add to that. Rather than just showing the, the full chart on the screen and saying, here it is, um, slow down the process. Um, because we know that uh, about after 15 minutes, we, we all lose kind of like our attention span. We're on to something else. We might start picking up our phone, uh, texting, all those different things. And so how can we capture the audience's attention in that first 15 minutes or so? Um, I mean, so those are just, just a few things. And then we use the, the, the idea of reinforcement, going back to the, the ideas. Um, and then again, clearly demonstrating cause and effect. Uh, so the idea of showing and telling at the same time. Uh, and, and a lot of good information. And I, 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 I took a very good learning from what you just said, Kirsten, is say, I'm in, in business for so long, what we do is we put all the data in the best format we think it is on the screen, assuming mm -hmm. that our audience is at the same mental wavelength on that subject as we are. And mm -hmm. since the stuff is so much on the screen, they may be struggling. And I like your idea of gradually revealing it, building a momentum, taking it to a climax, and then giving a, a, a takeaway from that. So that people remember not only, okay, here is a takeaway, but how it got built up. So you moved step by step. Uh, that's excellent. And uh, Kristen, we are now uh, taking a short break. We'll continue our discussion after the break. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Yoshi. We are having a very interesting discussion with Dr. Kristen Sasolsky uh, from New York Stern School of Business. And we are talking about data visualization, very relevant subject connected with our latest book, A Must Read for Everyone. Uh, Kristen, very interesting discussion. Uh, personally, I learned a lot. And I, I'm very sure our listeners are going to get a lot of uh, good content from what you told us in, in the last segment. Now, what we talked in the last segment was how can businesses use data visualization to tell their story? Uh, I want to touch base, although uh, your narrative explained why it is so important, I thought between you and I, let's summarize why it is so important to have a data visualization in a very relevant manner so that it's easy for people to understand. Now, maybe that's the reason to make it easy. Uh, what else you will say is so important with it? So, you know, my key point is that you need to establish a data visualization practice within your organization because so many people do it wrong, right? I mean, think about think about the last presentation you attended where you know you were you're checking your phone like ten seconds into the presentation, you know. And I think like there's so many pitfalls that that happen when we start building these charts and graphs um, because we think that it's going to show all the information so clearly and it has all these benefits. Um, but it's not it's not the, the technique alone. Um, it's really how it's incorporated into your practice, right? Like so you might be just like showing too much you know information in one visual, right? which will overwhelm your audience and make it not interpretable. Or you might not use the appropriate like you know data type of data graphic. You might be using you know uh, a data map where you know a, um, a scatter plot might be best. Uh, you might show a chart that has no explanation. So you've built it, but you're not really telling anybody why it's important to look at it. Uh, you might not even have a clear takeaway yourself. Um, you might be showing too much, too many variables, not even just too much data, but just too many variables. And which one is really the, the one that we should be focusing on. Uh, and so all these things, I, 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 I think, 
come down to, you know, developing a data visualization practice with, within your organization. It's so important because we know that it's much easier to discern a data graphic than a big spreadsheet of numbers. And we know that people's like eyes will glaze over when we start talking about our different data modeling and our statistical techniques that we use to arrive at a prediction or a conclusion. Um, and the data graphic can really help us explain the value of all that hard work that we've done to analyze our data uh, in a way that communicates a clear, solid insight that everybody can understand and now everybody can have access to that knowledge, right? So you just democratize the access to the knowledge in some ways. So, so these, these are all the reasons why it's, it's really so important to, to an organization. And, and, and you know, to be very frank, uh, Kristen, I must admit at this point of time <laughs> that uh, I can visualize what all I have done wrong in terms of not following the data visualization practice. The way, the way I'm looking at is, if you have a data visualization practice, you can create some very visual dashboards instead of charts or, or just the tables just the numbers on which even if you're reviewing your businesses you know if you're multiple business or a single business normally you are just talking in terms of numbers where you are whereas one look at a dashboard which kind of uh, using visuals you know where you are and if you want to dig deeper later into the data can give you that indication okay I'm good here is a good visual and telling the whole story that how it has progressed from the past to current times and how it's going to get a future. So I, I, I love your statement of setting up a data visualization practice. I think that probably is the most important key to success today when uh, everybody's inundated with data. And do you really want to talk data and do you want to make it easy for the fellow human beings to understand it? And maybe the picture is, uh, as they say, is uh, more than thousand words and it, you can say thousand data points. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And so like the benefits when you establish a data practice is that now you can share your data graphics with other people and you can essentially beta test them. And one of the things that, you know, I, I do, you know, in my MBA, in my executive classes, is I require um, my students to share their work before it goes live. So we beta test it. We say, hey, can you look at this chart and tell me what it means? Can you look at this dashboard and tell me at a glance what the key insight is? What should I be concerned about? What are the areas of concern? What are the areas of interest? And when we do that, so now we've increased the communication around the interpretability of these data graphics, and we can just get better. And that's why it's like establishing a practice, right? So the idea is that, you know, we don't just do it once, hire a bunch of consultants, and we're done. It becomes part of the, the fabric of, of organizations. I think this, uh, the last statement you, uh, you said, I love it. It becomes a part of the fabric of organization. I think, uh, coming from the business background, if anybody succeed in the, succeeds in that in the business, it will make life so easy for so many people. Because many times, 
the data comes in in such a format that people are struggling or spending time to understand it, then decipher, get the right message out of it, and then different people are getting different messages. Whereas if it's a correct visual, there's only one message coming out of it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and that's to your point, that's like where the focus should be on, you know, simplicity, right? And so because we have all these powerful tools at our disposal to create really sophisticated data graphics, it doesn't mean that those are going to be the most interpretable for, you know, the organization across the board. And so that's something that, um, you know, like I'll say again, that we need need to, you know, show the visuals to um, to folks in our organization and make sure that people understand how to interpret them. And so there's, there is this training involved in that, right? And so, but once you understand the meaning of what those encodings mean, those lines and bars and bubbles and, you know, uh, points, then uh, you, have a, you have a way to, to interpret it and you can focus more on now, what do you do with those insights? Rather than with getting them in the first place right I think this is probably an art which people need to develop and I again I'm liking uh, you're giving a lot of uh, words of wisdom here and great nugget simplicity because normally when you have too much of data which is the current times they're all inundated data maybe I repeat a few times the simplicity that how you convert into a message which is simple for everyone to understand and and that's where uh, the the right visual for that can make it easy. And now, if you look at, if you have a large organization, and our, our question was, how can businesses use data visualization to tell their story? Why it's so important? Let's say 1,000 people to 10,000 people to 40,000 people. You're not always there to explain what is uh, that slide or that message is. You can write a takeaway, all right? But... How do you simplify the message that different intellectual capabilities, different experience with the business, different exposures to the business, market, customers, all, uh, all, the, uh, all the, I would say, aspects of business, everybody is not at the same page. They, they may, yeah, they may have different experiences and within, within the same company, some, may, some people may get easily and some people may take some time to understand because they're not gone through in the past. And that's what I've seen mostly when people are talking just about the data and some inference. You know, uh, even a simple thing like how the GDP has gone up and it can also be made very interesting by using a visual. Although it may look like a boring subject that how the GDP of various countries or worldwide GDP is growing. But if you can convert into a simple visual, everybody can understand. So the highest level of experience and wisdom and intellect to the lowest level. I think that's where I see the importance of data visualization, which you're talking about in your book. And I see very clearly you have linked to how uh, the data graphics can be used and what are the different ways to do it and the psychology behind it, you don't understand the human mind, how they will infer it, how they will decipher it, the statistics which puts the data, and how in a very smart linear way, you take it from one step to the next step, so people are able to understand it. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. probably shows why it is so important for businesses to communicate their story using data visualization. Absolutely, absolutely, I love your summary. 
So uh, uh, thank you so much, Kristen. Um, uh, we, we, we need to take another short break and we'll continue our discussion after this break. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I'm having very fascinating discussions with Dr. Kristen Sasolsky from New York University's Stern School of Business. And we are te- talking about data visualization. We did talk about how to tell your story. What's your story? How do you communicate it? And why it's so important to use data visualization to tell your story. Now, Kristen, uh, this is the times where 
entrepreneurship has taken a new role in growth of businesses. A lot of new companies are coming up. We do talk about a lot of startups. Now, my next question to you would be, how can startups use data visualization for success, specifically since the startups come with a new idea in terms of business? So they may be telling a, a unique story. It's not a regular business story or, or, or a regular business update. Uh, what would be your advice uh, for telling story for startups using data visualization? You know, it's really funny that you asked that because in my book, I have a case study uh, that says, can you predict the success of a startup? <laughs> and it speaks to how a startup itself uh, worked, together, worked to look at those predictors that were non-traditional of predicting startup success. So, you know, typically you look at like the alumni of top schools, startup experience, fundraising experience, and they looked at personality. And how they looked at personality is wondering if there was any relationship between one's entrepreneurship, one, one entre entrepreneur's personality, and the amount of funding that was raised. And they did this by analyzing data and modeling it and being able to look and put together a profile of dozens or hundreds of startups, I should say, and the personality traits. And those personality traits of those founders of various startups are visualized using what's called a radar plot. And it's amazing. You can see the overlay of these different attributes. And I just mentioned this as a, as a, as a case because um, the startup world is something that, that um, visualization has such a role in. Um, one of the things that you do when you are a startup is you're constantly pitching, right? And so you're telling you're telling a story about the past. You're telling, and then you're showing what's happening now, and you're trying to say you're trying to predict the future in some way. You're saying invest with me, which is the future, and visualization is perfect for 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 showing that progression. Um, from before to present to after. And, um, you know, there, there are ways just not even just for presentation and pitching, but for their own uh, data exploration and modeling, uh, it's going to be really essential to really have those numbers and that analysis presented across, you know, the organization, even no matter how small it is. Uh, so it makes sense and it's interpretable. Um, it's going to be critical that the dashboard that that the startup has dashboards that's monitoring the performance of their new you know the new app they just launched and knowing how well it's doing and being able to report back to their investors in a snap or be able to bring bring up those numbers in a live way when they're looking for another VC. Um, it, it's just so important and um, I, I really can't I can't say enough about it. Uh, but. I really believe that there's there's various use cases for for startups, just like any business, um, for sure. I totally, I totally agree with you, Kristen, because I see for startups, it is very tough because, you know, they're starting with an idea. Now, established businesses have something to prove, something to bank upon, that this is what I've done, this is where I want to go, and, and there is a certain amount of confidence in it. So the believability of story has some basis. But for a startup, since it's a new idea, and as you rightly said, they will be pitching to different VCs. They're not going just to one audience or their existing investors. Well, it may happen once they have been invested into. 
but to tell a story repeatedly to attract different kind of investors with different mindset with different thesis of investment creating a compelling a uh, visual story for an idea is a tough one but once done it can be very productive because the the numbers pure numbers if you talk in such cases may not be credible because you're talking about an idea you know and you relate only what numbers you'll get out of it how do you get give, give it uh, credibility so that it 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 hits a human being and his mind which in this case is either an investor or you are looking for employees or you are looking for innovative people who want to join you so i see here uh reading uh, from um, some of the material about your book that for them this probably could be a very very powerful tool to build a story Oh my gosh, absolutely. And like you said, there's not just one story. It really depends, you know, so so much on your on your audience. Um there there's just there's just so much just to say about it. I mean, I I I believe that, you know, for any startup that is um identifying target markets, what better way to show target markets than show, you know, a density plot on, you know, a, a data map, right? Show a map of of the world and show your target markets, right? And show the saturation, you know, the predicted saturation. I mean, that could be very very powerful than just, you know, listing out where um by percentage or something like that. Um, when you're when you're you know actively you know part of maybe your 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 business is consulting as a startup and you know if you're consulting and you're using you know uh, you're working with clients what better way than to kind of provide them with dashboards and insights of the performance of you know your services with them uh, um whether they're they're you're consulting with them on marketing or advertising or or what have you um or or some type of conversion that 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 you want to happen within the organization. So I I really see visualizations as being really a tool when you sit down with a client to kind of talk about um what's happening now. And how do we talk about what's happening now is that we we're looking at the data. And in this data-driven culture, I mean it just it, it just it just makes sense. Um it's not like I'm showing you another pitch deck. It's like when you're my customer or client, I I'm actually showing you the numbers and I'm showing them in a way that is going to be very familiar to you and interpretable. Excellent. Yeah. I I think uh, I see a lot of opportunity for startups here and uh cuz I want to move to the next step and um I want to take your advice on uh some of the conventional businesses. So what's happening is most of the new startups most of the uh, current generation businesses maybe they were startups 20 years ago um, all the facebooks <laughs> and airbnbs and all that they're very good in data and uh, they can adapt to data visualization uh my question is going uh, around the conventional industry the conventional businesses the old brick and mortar somebody was there for 100 years 50 years 30 years whatever it is the lack of use of data to to make decisions or lot of or, or rather non availability for decision makers now such organizations if if they have to go into data visualization that's why i'm calling them as conventional businesses what would be your advice for them to move into data visualization 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, certainly a strong data analyst and visual visualization team can help lead a company in transforming its data into a unique asset, right? We've heard that. We know that. Um, however, if your company's not quite there, I don't, I don't think it's like too late at all, right? So first is like establishing a data practice. Um, start by understanding the data that you have and, and identify the data you think you might need. Um, and repeat this with like, you know, different layers of management all the way down to, you know, the, the employee that you think, you know, the lowest level employee you think that will benefit from using the data. Um, and, you know, you're, you're considering the costs and all of that. Um, but then you formulate a data collection plan and think about how you're going to build a strategy for ethically obtaining the data that you may need too to help inform, you know, such decisions. And then, like, create a plan of action. So determine who's going to have access and how the information will be used. Look at measurable outcomes for the different questions that you pose and, you know, rank and prioritize the answers um, to, you know, to those questions that, that you're asking to make sure that you're not, you know, just trying to, you know, uh, what do they say, boil the ocean uh, with every single question, right? Because you may not know. Um, and that's where it's really building, the next step is building a culture of use. The only way that you're going to really know the value of your data is to start using it, right? And, you know, you have a clear, like, rules for establishing a data practice. You've ethically obtained the data. Um, you've given people the right level of access to the data. And now it's building that culture of use. Um, and, like, the best way to do that, and it's with anything, right? Build champions. Build people in, you know, uh, when, within each business unit that are going to be your influencers or your champions uh, uh, that are really going to lead the teams in showing, you know, the potentiality of, of, of working with this data to use it to help inform decision making and show the value of that. Um, and so, like, part of it's like an empowerment, part of it is um, a leadership skill that needs to happen, and then figure out how to incorporate this into all aspects of the business. And so that's like, you know, that's just like really the start. And then you measure the impact of this throughout your organization. And again, you can start small by just figuring out what data you have and who has access to that data. And now, looking to create a plan of action, what questions do we have that we're not able to answer yet? Let's try to answer them. That's fantastic. That's great, Kristen. We'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We'll be right back. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me a Dr. Kristen Sasolsky from New York University's Stern School of Business. And we are having a very exciting discussion on data visualization. We are the last segment remaining. And Kristen, a uh, very interesting discussion, a lot of learnings. Uh, in the last segment, I just want to take your advice on what would you say are the key factors uh, which a non-data oriented business, oriented business should keep in mind to convert to a data-based decision-making organization and then take it to the next level of a fine data visualization organization and what could be possible roadblocks in that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we've read that, you know, data-driven firms are more productive firms. And uh, like having having that that knowledge and that wisdom um, means that like you know every firm needs to establish a data practice. Uh, like I said earlier, right? And that's and that's just making sure that your data isn't siloed and that you have access to the information that you need. Um, and that's like the really basic part. Uh, and then you know having having you know somebody lead this effort and, and a champion for creating a plan of action for you know how we can obtain access to the the necessary information the data at the right level, right? Not everybody's going to be able to see the data at the you know um, at, at at the you know truest level. Um, 
but they really build a culture within an organization, right? And so then, you know, charts and graphs become, you know, the ways in which that, you know, presentations are delivered and, you know, there can be kind of a learn more and you can actually access the data to, to challenge those data graphics and make sure they're saying the right things. Uh, but using those as a way to build common understandings of, um, of strategies, of predictions, of, you know, um, productivity and performance, all metrics that are used within, within a firm. Um, and so all those metrics can be easily shown with visuals. And you'll, you'll be surprised on how, you know, how this is an efficient means of, of communication with an organization. Maybe you'll have less meetings uh, because you'll be able to really look look at those key performance indicators, you know, a lot more quickly. And maybe you're able to even look at those in advance because now you've democratized the access to information um, and be able to visualize it maybe, you know, through the use of dashboards, which are basically displays on your computer that access the data and show, show the data um, in curated views of those pieces of information that are most important to you at your particular level of responsibility with an organization. Um, so those are just a few a few tips um, for uh, for incorporating and building a data visualization practice within your firm. This is brilliant. I think uh, the point you, you talked about uh, the last meetings and this is one of uh, this is one of the pet peeves for any business leader that how to cut down those meetings that you have so many senior executives are sitting and if you if you calculate the collective time times the money lost you know it, it, like since businesses are, are normally and easily can be measured in terms of financial results and that could be a factor which you see is huge Absolutely, absolutely. And so how can we make sure that people get the information they need in the way that they need it um, and not have to wait to that Tuesday meeting um, and be able to present it in a way that now we can have discussion over those insights and the meaning of it, um, not actually just the dissemination of the information. Right. And I think uh, uh, what I'm getting from it is if you have the right data visualization that increases the organizational effectiveness as well as productivity also in the Absolutely. yeah and and the next and the next thing which will which you will gain out of it is if you take it all the way to uh, outside the organization maybe it will simplify things for the customers and suppliers too and that will increase the customer and supplier experience also Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen, we are almost heading uh, to uh, the end of our program, and I would like to uh, summarize and I'll let you make some closing statements. What my learnings from today, which I would say are phenomenal, uh, I'm glad that I got this opportunity to talk to you about your book, Data Visualization, is number one set a data visualization practice in your organization. And second, make it a part of fabric of your organization so that it becomes your muscle memory. Everybody knows how to do it and use it in the most effective manner. And uh, with these two, I think, uh, as you practice in the organization, the quality of data visualization will keep improving because human mind is very inquisitive and will try to do new things. And uh, third one I got out of that was 
use it to create simplicity use it in the simplest format so everybody gets the same message and it is an effective communication of the messages sharing of the status etc and the last one which I see is that it could be used as a tool to increase the overall productivity and effectiveness of an organization by communicating the data in the best possible data visual format. I'll let you uh, make closing statement, Kristen, for uh, this wonderful session today. Very fascinating for me. Uh, okay, thank you so very, very much. This has been um, really amazing. You've asked such great questions. And my closing statement is really, um, you know, all around, like, kind of the type of control that you have when you create data graphics, right? Like, you're, you are in complete control of what you present, what you show in that data graphic, and what you omit. You know, and think about, you know, how you display the information, what you show, what you don't show. And so just realize the power that you have when using these data graphics with, within an organization. And, you know, this, this means that, you know, having a responsibility around the ethical use of the data, but also knowing what your data means in the, in the real world and kind of double checking your work. And all these things are just so important about um, when, when, when establishing this, you know, visualization practice within your organization. And my last, you know, kind of like words of, of advice is, you know, don't be afraid to show your work to others. The only way that like an organization or individual will grow is by having those constant, you know, feedback loops uh, into your work. And, you know, you know, what you do today will definitely look very different tomorrow and it will be better. Uh, because of it. Wonderful, Kristen. Really enjoyed talking to today. Great session. Very fascinating. And uh, wish you all the success with your book. And once again, thank you for enlightening uh, with a lot of good information. And uh, you will have somebody in me who will get into the mode of using data visualization for being effective. Great. Thank you very much, Mahesh.